In the name of the risen and ascended Christ. Amen. Amen. We just heard two very different versions of the same story. And they were both written by the same guy. We all have someone like this in our families, don't we? Uncle Luke, the great storyteller, never tells the same story the same way twice. This astonishing story of Christ's ascension into heaven is told twice by the writer who we call Luke. Once at the end of his gospel account, which was our gospel lesson today, and once at the beginning of the book of Acts, our first reading today that Peter shared with us. In both versions of the story, the disciples are gathered around the risen Christ. He is teaching them just a few final lessons. He equips them, opening their minds to understand scripture, letting them know that the Jewish scripture is being fulfilled, and commissioning them as his witnesses. In both stories, he assures them that while he must leave, the Holy Spirit will come. They will not be abandoned. In both stories, they watch while he is carried up into the heavens. There are significant differences in the two versions of the story, too. In Luke, Easter Day is one very long day, from the resurrection to the Jesus sightings to Emmaus, Jerusalem, and then the ascension at Bethany. Everything happens in the same day, risen at dawn, ascended at night. In contrast, the book of Acts tells us of Jesus spending 40 post-resurrection days, appearing and teaching before he ascends, and we echo those 40 days in our church today, celebrating ascension 40 days after Easter. 40 days versus one day. Not a small discrepancy. And then there are the angels. In Luke, the angels only appear at the empty tomb. In Acts, the angels show up just as Jesus' feet disappear into the clouds. And then the angels asked the disciples what might be the silliest question in Scripture. Men of Jerusalem, why are you looking up? Well, that's where Jesus just went. (laughs) At any rate, the differences in the two versions of the same event are significant. Marcus Borg, author of a number of Thinking Outside the Box Bible commentaries, believes that the differences in the two stories can be explained by the fact that the ascension is metaphorical. I don't entirely agree with that. I think Christ actually ascended into heaven. But Marcus Borg's theory does move us from literal thinking to creative thinking which is often wise when trying to discern what God might be up to. So, confident in the fact that your priest does believe that the ascension did truly and actually mysteriously and physically happen, let's look at what might have been going on in Luke's metaphorical storytelling. The gospel, as we said before, tells of one very intense day, not unlike each of the seven days of creation, lots of movement, and many surprises. 
In the gospel, the astounding nature of the resurrection and ascension are tied tightly together, as if they are a roller coaster with a double loop-de-loop. We are immediately drawn into the whirlwind of drama that has left Jesus' friends and disciples wondering what in God's name just happened. Acts, written sometime after the gospel, from the context of the early church, does something very different. While the gospel told the epic story of God, born in a manger, raised in Nazareth, humbled by death, exalted by resurrection, and then returned to the divine throne, Acts tells a more human story, the story of the church, born in Judaism, raised in missionary work to the Gentiles, humbled by its own faults, exalted by the Holy Spirit, and returned again and again to the basic teachings of Christ, Love one another, love God, love your enemies, even while they persecute you relentlessly. This is a story of stamina. And of course, this story has those 40 days. Biblically, the number 40 is used to indicate a relatively long amount of time. 40 years in the desert was a long time for the Israelites. 40 days of fasting in the wilderness was a long time for the newly baptized Jesus. 40 days of Lent was perhaps a long time for any among us who actually stuck to a Lenten practice. 40 symbolizes a need to wait and endure. For some amount of time, the disciples had to wait after the resurrection to find out what would happen next. God's people have always known something about waiting and enduring. How excruciating it must have been for Jesus' friends. Their dearest love had been arrested, tortured, killed, and buried. Their sobbing had not yet subsided when the tomb showed up empty. Angels appeared at some point. Jesus appeared in foggy ways and clear ways. He said he was going back to his father. He said a spirit would come and would be with them and in them. What could that mean? He taught them, assured them, commissioned them, blessed them, and then he left them. And their map of the physical and spiritual world was a three-tier system Earth on this level, hell downstairs, heaven upstairs. And so, of course, they perceived his departure as up. And maybe it was. Certainly, metaphorically, thank you, Marcus Borg, and quite possibly more than metaphorically, I cling a bit to the more than metaphorical explanation. While I believe that the divine resides in us and all around us, in each and every one of you, and I don't think heaven is simply up there, I am irresistibly drawn to the looking up of ascension. God seems to support this inclination by putting beautiful things over our heads all the time, as if the dome of our atmosphere is God's personal canvas day and night, and today after the nine o'clock forum and listening to the building of this church and seeing pictures, I see that we, the people of Trinity, have tried to mirror that so that when you look up, you can imagine the ascension 
And so, when we read the Nicene Creed or pray our Eucharistic prayer, when we mention the ascension of Christ, my heart elevates up. And with heart elevated up, I'm able to look around with more love and compassion in a world that does sometimes require much stamina and endurance and does sometimes feel like a roller coaster with a double loop-de-loop. Two dear friends of mine, Sarah Jean and Derek, they introduced me to my husband. They recently started a blog. They told me that I could tell you about it and about them and use their names. It's about their life as a family of four with small children who are learning to live with ALS. Derek was diagnosed with this terminal illness over a year ago. Sarah Jean wrote this week's blog post about Derek, about her admiration for him from the beginning and through all of this, and about how watching him go through the physical changes that ALS brings has increased her gratitude for him, and not just for him, but for all things in life. Sarah Jean implored all of us to notice and be grateful on that level. She asked us to look up, look around. When I was proofreading the post for her this week, I read those four words, look up, look around, and I thought, Well, isn't that the ascension? Don't we need to look up at what Christ has done in order to see the deeper truths around us? Don't we need to look up in awe in order to look around in gratitude? Don't we need to look up waiting to see what God will do next, even as we look around to see what we and others might do next? Don't we also live in situations where endurance and stamina are needed as they were in the 40 days depicted in Acts between resurrection and ascension? And aren't we all sometimes on a roller coaster with that double loop-de-loop? Aren't we formed by something holy because life has dished out the truly unexpected? And we have known deeper strengths and deeper hurts and deeper loves and truer expressions of God in those times. Luke's metaphorical writing helps us to understand what was happening at a level that is more important than the literal details and applicable to things that we are going through today. The Jesus story is extraordinary, not predictable, not entirely explainable, not easy. If we are going to continue keeping company with this Jesus, we are going to need to take a lot of deep breaths and look up and look around. Despite inconsistencies in the telling of the stories, we Christians believe that Jesus did die all the way and rise in his body and ascend with his body. This might seem like nonsense unless we know that God is literally that in love with us, that powerful, that difficult to put words to, and that surprising. 
Look up. Look around. Let your feet float just a bit off the earth. And let your hearts and minds ascend with Christ this day. Amen.